I greeted Johnny Sharp this morning, and he said, que pasta. <laughs> he said it was Spanish and Italian. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam. I, uh, one of the elders here at Kingdom Living. If you're a guest, this is a time where we do just a quick dirash. And I have the privilege of giving you that dirash today. I'm also going to do a little bit of an intercessory prayer at the end. So hopefully, combining the two, it won't take too long. <laughs> um, before we get into it, though, I do want to say one thing. Uh, happy birthday, Moses. If you read the Torah portion, verse 2 of Deuteronomy 31, Moses stands up and says, Today's my birthday. He doesn't actually say that. He says, I'm 120 today. I was like, oh, wow, it's Moses' birthday. So now we know when Moses' birthday is. Not really, but in Deuteronomy 31 we do. That was all not part of my dirash. So time starts now, Rich. As I was praying uh, yesterday, actually, just as I was preparing and praying for this, this little Jarash here, I felt like the Lord was with me, and it was great when the Lord's with you, um, but I just sensed, I felt like I sensed Yeshua say, follow my lead. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take that as an encouragement, but I also think it's an encouragement for all of us. And so that's going to be the point of my Jarash. Follow my lead, not mine, his, okay? So Deuteronomy 31, in this Torah portion, it's a really quick portion. We see some things happening right before Moses is about to die, right? This is at the end of Moses' life. Happy birthday, Moses, you're about to die. Um, he give, Sorry. He gives Joshua his commission. He says, be strong and courageous, you know, do those things. You're the one that's going to take him into the promised land, uh, Moses gives the law to the Levites and says, put it in the ark. And then the Lord does something unexpected. He gives Moses a song, and which is kind of like, huh, that's interesting. But I'm not going to talk about the specifics of the song because that's not this week's portion. That's next week's portion. And if somebody's doing a dirash next week, I don't want to steal that. So you're welcome. Um, but the, he does indicate the purpose of the song. And the purpose of the song, it says it's for the Lord as a witness against Israel. That's really heavy. Now, if you go read the song, it's, it's really packed. There's a lot going on in there. Again, I'm not going to get into it. But Deuteronomy 31, it kind of ends really heavy. And you have this weight to it. And even, even coming into the song, there's this weight to it. Even the law that goes into the ark is supposed to be a witness against the people of Israel, right? And so there's just this weightiness to it, but that weight doesn't come without hope. Because we, we know, hindsight's twenty twenty. we know the context of Scripture is that this story is a hopeful story. Now, zoom out and put us in the context we're in right now. We're in the high holy day season. This is an important, heavy, important time. We just got out of Rosh Hashanah, which was amazing and beautiful. The presence of the Lord was so tangible in our midst. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Next week, this coming week, is Yom Kippur. And this Shabbat is called the Shabbat of repentance or the Shabbat of turning. Now, Asher Intrader wrote a really cool little article this week, and I want to take some of what he said 
But he said the place where our faith hits the ground, the two feet of our faith, is repentance and forgiveness. Repentance and forgiveness. Now we know as followers of Messiah that our atonement has been paid for by the blood of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And that's the good news, right? He's the one that has given us the eternal gift of forgiveness. We can be forgiven. And our job, as Asher put it, and as Yeshua put it even better, is that we are to pray this prayer, forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. That's our job. That's where we stay. That's how Yeshua taught us to pray. Now, as Johnny mentioned, we also have another marker today is that what he mentioned 20 years ago today, a tragedy happened. It's horrific. It's terrible. I'm not planning to go on any detail in that, but just know that it's horrible. And I was thinking about that and, and, and processing that a little bit because if we all think about it, if you were alive then, you probably know where you were when it happened, right? Like you can have a, you have a vivid memory of the place you were in, watching it on TV or, or whatever. I was talking to Matt Miller, pastor of New City Church, uh, where we meet here. Thank you, Matt, for the building. And I was processing it with him for just a little bit, and he said something that stuck out to me. He said that things like that are, are a reminder They're a reminder that we desperately need the kingdom of God to come to the earth. We desperately need his glory to wash over the earth. And so, kind of look back on all those things I just mentioned. They stand as witnesses. They stand as witnesses that we need the forgiveness of the Lord. That we need to humble ourselves, follow the way of Messiah, repent, and be forgiven. That's where we stay. That's where we are. That's where we find hope in him. Now, I can't get away from Philippians 2 lately. Philippians 2 is this beautiful passage where Yeshua, Paul is talking about Yeshua as being this this God-man that made himself nothing. He emptied himself, took on the form of a slave, bore our sins upon the cross that we might have forgiveness. But then he, he... implores the Philippians to follow the way of Messiah. Long and short of it is he says, humble yourself. Humble yourself. And so that's my simple exhortation today. All that to say, follow his lead and humble yourself. Whether the presence of the Lord is mightily in our midst and is doing awesome things in our, in our, in our congregation, humble yourself whether you see desperate need in the city or in the nation or in the world, humble yourself. Whether you are in sin, humble yourself. This is where we follow the way of Messiah. So could I invite you just to stand with me for a minute? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intercede for just a second and I would like you to join with me. And what's on my heart in light of even what we've been talking about is the salvation of Israel, and the unity of the body. But I'm talking specifically about the unity of the body in Kansas City and the salvation of the Jewish people in our city. And so would you just join with me in prayer? I've got a crafted prayer that I'm going to pray. So Yeshua, first and foremost, we say thank you. We say thank you. 
Thank you for being obedient, as Philippians says, being obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. You are our king, our savior, our Lord, our role model, our hero, the one we look to. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith. We also declare today that you are faithful and true. You have been faithful, you are faithful, and you will forever be faithful. So thank you for making a way for us to be able to boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence. Not because of our own righteousness or faithfulness, but because of yours and yours alone. So our Father and our King, we come before you today together as a congregation and we intercede for the body of Messiah in Kansas City. We focus today on our stomping grounds because this is the place where you have placed us. And from here we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, you see every congregation that calls on the name of Yeshua, every faithful part of the body in our small section of the earth, and you see all of us, and we ask today that you would unify us. We ask that you would pour out upon us the humility that Yeshua had, the humility that Paul longed for in the Philippians. Father, we pray that we would be a body in Kansas City that would be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. We pray that we would be a people that do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility we would count others as more significant than us. That we would look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Father, that we ask that we would walk in the way of Messiah Yeshua, the way of humility. And Father, we ask that you would forgive us our sins. Forgive us for any way that we have not considered others in the body as more significant than ourselves. Forgive us for any division that we have contributed to. Forgive us for any way that we have wronged your bride in this city. And Lord, we ask for this humble unity in our midst and the unity with you unto the glorification of your name so that Yeshua's prayer would be answered that the world would know that the Father has sent the Son. And Lord, we pray this with hearts that long for your return. We pray this with hearts that long that Israel would say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And so Lord, we pray for the salvation of Israel today. We pray that you would pour out upon the Jewish people in our city, in our families, in our jobs, in our circles of influence, all of them around us. We ask that they would see the great love and humility that we have for one another and that they would be provoked to jealousy. We pray that you would reveal Yeshua as the Messiah, the son of David, the promised one, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We pray that in this time and in this season, Jewish people in our city would turn to you and the veil would be removed from their eyes to see Yeshua. We as kingdom living, a body of Jewish and Gentile lovers and disciples of Yeshua, we cry out together as one. Let your gospel go forth in power and save the Jewish people even today. So Lord, we thank you. Continue to work in us by the power of your Holy Spirit to be a faithful, humble, repentant, and forgiving witnessing community. In the name of our soon coming King Yeshua. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> 